The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3, and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 100 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lapalm on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we celebrate Valentine's Day, 
and love is the theme of our musical program. Jesus expressed his great love for us when he died on the cross for the remission of our sins and rose again triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. The salvation of our souls is the greatest gift we can receive. When we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, His love prevails over all and puts a joy in our hearts. To begin our musical program, the church choir will sing an uplifting song entitled, His Love Put a Song in My Heart, led by choir director Emilia Hahn. Please join in and sing along by, the by following the words that appear on your screen. Next, we have the members of the church band who will play a rendition of In My Heart, There Rings a Melody, led by yours truly. Thank you. 
Chrissy Hahn is our soloist today. She has chosen to sing the song, The Power of Your Love. It is the hope of our salvation to meet our Lord and Savior in clouds of glory one day soon. As we strive day to stay in the center of the Lord's will, His love, grace, and compassion helps us to go onward and forward with Him. Let your love surround 
The church choir will bring forth another song entitled, Jesus, I Love You. Love is of God and God is love. We love him because he first loved us. We honor our Lord Jesus Christ by loving him with all our heart, mind, and soul.
And now we have a flute to wit. They will play a beautiful number entitled The Love of the Lord. Associate Pastor Timothy and Emilia Hahn Sr. is our vocal duet today. They will sing the song entitled, Love Was a Win. This number is dedicated to Mrs. Christy Hahn. Christy, may the Lord's great love surround you daily and continue to be your guide and stay in all that you do. Have a joyful and blessed day. Love was when God became a man, locked in time and space, without rank or place. 
again. Just a carpenter with some fisherman. Love was there. Jesus was. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that this telecast can be now viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. 
from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about the gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located in 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches and services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessonera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You're welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to turn our program back to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who would bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. How many of you in our television congregation can recall the incident involving two sisters named Mary and Martha, who one day had Jesus as a guest in their home? This event recorded in Luke, the 10th chapter, the 38th, 42nd verses, tells how upon the Lord's arrival, Mary immediately sat at his feet as an avid listener who was absolutely enthralled by the Lord's presence, as well as by what he had to say. Martha's complaint to Jesus was that he should instruct Mary to help with the preparation of the meal. However, the Lord gently admonished Martha for worrying about everything else except for spiritual well-being, and that she should instead be more like Mary, who loved the words of the Lord. Being that we, too, are in the Lord's company, I pray that my sermon this morning, entitled, One Heartbeat Away, will enable you to take to heart and cherish the gospel and the word of God as dearly as Mary did. Have you ever felt sorry for yourself because someone else received more Valentines than you did? Or have you ever felt sorry for someone who received just one Valentine? 
Valentine's Day is a special day to us because it is especially wonderful to be loved and have people tell us so. Yes, love is displayed when one gives or receives a Valentine. But there is something more wonderful than receiving a Valentine from a friend. It is to know that the heart of Jesus Christ is loving and large enough to take us all in and no one needs to be left out. Jesus came from the heart of God. He is God's Valentine to us. This is important because if ever we do not receive even one Valentine, we shouldn't mind because we know that Jesus loves us. We know he loves people regardless of race, creed, or color. God looks at the heart and not the outward appearance. There was a time when his disciples were afraid and Jesus had to reassure them. Let us read John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Over 2,000 years ago, there lived a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who had a heart of gold and was a ruler of the Jews. He was among the best of his men in his community at that time. He was truly a religious man. He had attained great heights in the study of religion and lived a strict, devout life. In fact, he was a member of the select group called the Sanhedrin, which was virtually a religious Supreme Court. However, he realized being religious was not good enough to enter into the kingdom of God. He needed to be born again. There are many men today like Nicodemus. They live good, clean lives. They serve well in civic life. They are honest in business. They are good to their families. They even go to church and contribute to worthy causes. But let me tell you, that is not enough. You can't rest your hope of entering heaven upon your own goodness or works. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, and the Lord spoke to Nicodemus like he's speaking to you right now about the new birth. Let us read John, the third chapter, the second verse. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Just as we can picture Nicodemus coming to Jesus, we should also see a similar picture, which would include the entire human race coming to Jesus. Nicodemus came by night because anyone caught consorting with Jesus was cast out of the synagogue. Hence, here is Nicodemus, the religious leader who slipped out under cover of darkness to see Jesus. Under his long robe, there was a heart which was hungry for something better than what he had. Surely Nicodemus was not satisfied with the rites and ceremonies in which he participated. Jesus told Nicodemus, you have religion position, and power. But unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. A man in this world may see the great sights of it, but if he has never been born again, he will never see the kingdom of God. Read in John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God.
What kingdom was Jesus talking about? There is a mineral kingdom where one finds all manner of stones and jewels, but God's kingdom outshines even that. There is a vegetable kingdom where one finds exotic trees, plants, and flowers, but God's kingdom will be filled with beauty beyond that. Then there is the animal kingdom as well. However, Jesus had the following to say to Nicodemus, as you read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And reading in verse 7, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. To be born of the Spirit means to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the Bible's way of proving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Nicodemus had never heard anything like this before. When Jesus used the word born, Nicodemus could think of nothing but a physical birth. Thus, he questioned, how can these things be? I'm an old man. Can I go back into my mother's womb the second time and be born? With all his religious background, we can see that Nicodemus didn't understand the spiritual truths. The second birth is a spiritual birth. As you read in John 3, 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. In other words, the work of the Holy Spirit in saving men is like the wind. It is from heaven, though it cannot be seen, and its power and work can never be fully understood, it can be heard. It is very powerful, and finally, it gives life. And it was the breath of life which made man a living soul. Thus, we are informed that baptism is essential to salvation. Without proper baptism, it will be impossible to enter into the kingdom of God. The most essential element of water baptism is that it be consummated in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Without his name in, in name, all water baptism is null and void. One who is born can be unborn. I was born of my father and mother, and I'll always be their child. And since I am born of water and of the Spirit, I'll always be a child of God. Acts 4, 12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. There is no name in this world that is comparable and comparable to the name of Jesus. Yes, viewers, all you have to do is repent and receive Jesus as your Savior. You're only one heartbeat from hell if you are still in your sins and have not been born again. Whether it seems logical to you or not, your eternal destiny depends on your acceptance or rejection of the Son of God, as you read in 1 John 5, 12. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Only one heartbeat from hell. Do not rest your laurels in the false security of your own morality or your own good works or even your church membership. The salvation of your soul 
is of the utmost urgency. It is later than you think. We need God's help as you read in Titus 3, verses 4 to 5. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Lord, our Savior, toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, there is no time to lose. Don't lay aside this person's salvation until you have first realized your need of eternal forgiveness through Jesus, and then having looked by faith unto him, who said in John 6, 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die, but instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent these last hours comforting his disciples. After he had talked with them, he prayed with them. And then after they had sung a hymn together, he went apart to the garden of Gethsemane, from which he was taken by the soldiers and crucified. The greatest thing that Jesus did to show his love was to die for us, that our sins could be forgiven. We deserve to be punished because our hearts are sinful. But Jesus made it possible for our hearts to become clean. He took our sins upon himself when he died on the cross. It was only through the shedding of his blood that there could be remission of sins from that moment forward. Most Valentines are heart-shaped. There are over 750 verses in the Bible that mention the heart. From these, we discover that one's heart means one's whole self. And thus we say, I love you with all my heart. The heart thinks, feels, loves, and acts. Viewers, did you know that your heart is you? When God says in the Bible, give me your heart, he is saying, give me yourself. Your heart is like a house. It has a door. And Jesus wants you to open that door and let him enter in. As you read in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and open the door, I will come into him, and will sup with him, and he with me. Our Lord Jesus pictures himself at the end of the church age, as outside the church, though no outside the true church, of course. Even so, he is still willing to be gracious to all who are willing to let him into their hearts. This gracious invitation is for everyone who will hear his voice. Hear where he gives his final invitation. The time he calls today is just about over. Therefore, the day of your salvation has arrived. If you will but hear his voice and open the door of your heart to accept him as Savior, Master, and Lord. We are a miracle of God's creation. Think of your heart. This rugged organ consists of a four chambers, four valve pumps, which handles 5,000 gallons of blood a day, an amount that nearly fills a railroad tank car. The heart supplies the blood, essential to the body's circulatory system, which consists of 12,000 miles of vessels. And in the course of a lifetime, the heart beats two and one half billion times. Though your body is a marvel of God's handiwork, it is your life which is far more wonderful than the body's physical functions. Yes. We are each a masterpiece of creation, a spiritual and physical being made to share his glory and reign over the earth if we so choose. 
It's true. Each one of us is a special creation of God. Believe it or not, no one else is just like you. Your physical appearance, your voice and personality traits, your good habits, intelligence, personal taste, and your innocent childlike spirit together make you one of a kind. Even your fingerprints distinguish you from every other human being on earth, past, present, or future. You are not the product of some assembly line. You are unique. But the most important facet of your identity is that God created you in his own image. He made you so you could share in his love and creation, loving, laughing, and knowing him on a person-to-person -person basis. You are special indeed. Reading Psalms 139, 13 to 17, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. When we are born again, if we reject the Lord and his salvation, then our names are blotted out and there is no salvation for us. Reading Hebrews 9:27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this a judgment. In other words, after death, there is no salvation, only judgment. It is the heart that rules the world, and it is governed by love, for faith worketh by love. The likes and dislikes of mankind rule the world, Reading Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is stressed throughout the word of God. It is from the heart that the mouth speaketh. The child of God is able to keep his heart with total diligence because within him the Holy Spirit lives. Reading 1 Corinthians 6.19-20, What? Knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The price is the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of us realize how important it is to obtain a clean heart when we remember that we cannot enter heaven without it? Morality will keep us out of jail, but it will take holiness to keep us out of hell. Jesus said in Matthew 5, a blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It all remains true that the poor in spirit rather than the proud are blessed, and those who mourn because of their sins, who are meek in the consciousness of them, and hunger and thirst after righteousness, can be sure they will be satisfied. The merciful and blessed, the pure in heart, do see God. The wicked shall come to know Jesus as an offended judge. Let's take, for example, the rich man and Lazarus. 
Rereading Luke 16, 24, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Abraham's bosom meaning paradise. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Thus we see that hell is separated from paradise by an impassable gulf, as you read in the 26th verse. And beside all of this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. The word hell is a translation of another word which speaks of a place where rebels against God are chained until the day of judgment arrives. This place is a deep and abyss, a bottomless pit, a place of judgment. The Lord Jesus Christ is the keys, and finally they will be cast into the lake of fire, the second death. The Lord warned men of the certainty of hell, and he himself provided the means of escape from the horrible destiny when he assumed man's sins and punishment upon the cross of Calvary. Please note from this story that hell is an actual place of torment, wherein the rebels will still be able to think and feel there throughout eternity. Saints and viewers in today's television audience, I hope and pray that you have a good, clean heart, because it is the only thing which is presently keeping you out of hell. Just imagine, anyone not saved is only one heartbeat from hell. If one persists in his sins and is never born again of water and of the Spirit, and then should he die in his sin, the very moment his heart starts beating, his soul will be in hell. Thus we now find the rich man making a plea to the father, asking him to send Lazarus to his father's house. Read verses 28 to 31. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Yes, Jesus who rose from the dead, who went about doing good, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and healing all men of sickness and who were oppressed of the devil, was still rejected and crucified by the people. No matter how moral or righteous we may be, Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. The heart is desperately wicked, and every imagination of the thought of the heart is evil continually. Read in Mark 7.21-23, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, deceivousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. The Lord Jesus presents in logical order the three forms in which sin appears. One, in human nature, out of the heart. Two, in the human mind, evil thoughts. And three, inhuman action, adulteries, fornications, murders, and so forth. Today, we are living in a generation when a person with brains is considered more important than a person with a good heart. This is one of the reasons the world is confused and upside down. 
read in Romans 10, 9 to 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Today, you can be one heartbeat from heaven instead of one heartbeat from hell. Therefore, examine your heart. Once upon a time, there lived a man in a house that was shaped like a heart. One evening, while he was sitting on the back porch, a dirty charm came up to him and asked if he could sleep in a corner of one of the rooms. The owner of the house said, you may stay tonight, but he must leave in the morning. The tramp agreed to do this. When the man asked the tramp for his name, he was told that it was Mr. Jealousy. When morning came, the tramp refused to leave and asked to stay another night. Mr. Jealousy kept on staying at the man's homes. One night, Mr. Jealousy brought home some friends, Mr. Selfishness, Mr. Hate, Mr. Meanness, and Mr. Sin. The owner of the house grew tired of his guests and friends and told them they had to leave. They said, we will not leave. The owner of the house found the answer in the Bible. God's word said that if he would not let Jesus come into his hard house, God's son will make the other men leave for they cannot live with Jesus. The man prayed and committed the bad spirits of the hobos into the hands of Jesus. Jesus did come into the man's heart house and all the tramps left. Jesus brought his good friends with him. Mr. Love, Mr. Joy, Mr. Peace, Mr. Goodness, and Mr. Faith. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band will now close the program with this upbeat song entitled, Lean On His Arms.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.